I'm tired. You're tired. She's tired. He's tired. Like, I'm just, I'm over it. It's, it's just been a while. It's been, it's been, it hasn't been a while. It's been forever. And I'm just over it. Let's find out why. You have now access the godly experience, the godly experience. Joining your host today, Mirage, singer and songwriter, I mainly talk about the things that are relative to me and my career and my personal belief, of course. And since this is my podcast, I'll, I make episodes based off of the things that I find important and interesting within our human society, involving cultural beliefs and norms, behaviors, self-help, the self-help world, the world of self-help, self-analyzing, spirituality, and artistic expression. And so, today's episode, we're going to be talking about multiple things. We're going to be talking about a little bit different things, and I just felt like this was it for me. And you guys are my friend. I'm literally talking to my, I'm literally talking to the mic as if I have a couple of friends that are listening to me. Because I just need to spew out some of the things that I'm currently dealing with, but also keeping in mind that I am the host and that I'm I'm coming from a more broader perspective and yeah so let's get into it if you want to follow us you can follow us on godly seconds instagram and you can follow your host in hnic high priestess mirage her account is mirage music and let's get into it okay so first i want to say that i am coming on strong and I'm proud of myself for actually, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling through every time when I do an episode. Most times I don't want to do an episode because I feel like I have to be, I have to, I'm using the word have to. Like I feel like I have to be very particular because like when I talk to myself or I talk to someone else over the phone, like a friend or a close family relative, it. I hear myself and it just sounds okay. Like everything I'm saying sounds, when I say sounds okay, I mean like, I'm not talking about the tone of my voice, but the message that I'm delivering or my dialogue, like everything I'm saying sounds cool. But the moment I hear the recording, I'm like, okay, this message isn't, there really isn't that much clarity in what I'm saying. So that really rubs me off the wrong way a lot. It just it gets on my nerve. I can't stand it. Sometimes I just don't feel like doing episodes because I'm just not. I'm like, do I have to prepare, advance, and write notes? Like sometimes I feel like that's not necessary, and it works for some people, but I don't think it works for me. So I've been like proud of myself for actually committing to this podcast even though I have my thoughts and my doubts but I'm always providing information I'm always providing my um analysis on things and just yeah okay (coughs) okay so 
I know in my culture, as a woman, and I do have other topics that I do want to discuss, but that's for another episode because I kind of want to make sure I do more research and have a better insight on these topics and an open mind. And I feel like that's my responsibility as a host. So, yeah, um... Yeah, I just I really want to talk about this one. Um, this gender, this particular gender, and I can understand. I'm kind of I'm gonna kind of like, um, kind of dip into that topic, the gender topic a little bit, only because I'm talking about independence and my own personal view and. Uh, my relationship with my family and I'm growing up and yeah how was that like oh yeah that was that was amazing like I really got to do a lot of things I had so much fun I had so much friends I went to high school went to my first prom it was it was a great experience growing up growing up back home it was beautiful I don't wish that was my reality but sometimes I, you see, now that I'm being honest and conc- concrete with myself, I'm like, wait, I don't even want that to be my story because that's just not how I was raised. That's I, that's something that I will never accept because that's not a part of my <laughs> come up, my journey. I didn't, re- I wasn't in a household where boundaries weren't respected. I wasn't in a household where my views and my opinions were seen and heard and that they mattered. No, that wasn't the case. I was homeschooled. I was always home. Um, my father was very, very religious. My mother as well. Mother kind of transcended and she became even more religious over the years. But I had a very, very difficult childhood. Like my childhood is so much different from my siblings, my younger siblings, and a lot of a lot of things happened over the years for them to kind of have that freedom, that wave of freedom. And I'm gonna give myself credit because it kind of happened had to happen in that way for like I just felt like I had to I had to run for them to walk, you know. So kudos to me. That was the toughest, one of the toughest things I've ever been through. And I think like the more trauma that you go through as a human being, the more it compacts and they, these traumas, if you're not, if you're not in a position or you just don't, (laughs) I mean, some of us don't want to heal and that's just the reality and not that it's a good thing or a bad thing. The fact that healing comes when you're coming to terms with healing, um, you have to address a lot of different things and you have to really dive deeper and um, go under your skin and understand why you um, react to things the way you do. And it takes a whole lot of work and a whole lot of concentration and, and a lot of dedication and a lot of people aren't willing to make that type of sacrifice because, I mean, it's not a sacrifice, but 
a lot of people are not willing to. I mean, it is because like when it comes to spiritual solitude, you do have to, you do in a way, I wouldn't say have to, but you, you're going to have to put yourself in a position of separateness where you're not consumed and bothered by people that you previously were that was in your life that were, you know, dictating you in many ways or crossing boundaries and yeah, you're going to have to put yourself in that type of position in order to do um, inner parts work and whatever. And it takes time. It takes courage. It takes strength. It takes it takes being honest. It really is. It boils down to consistency and honesty. And sometimes I'm not all the way there. I'm not all the way ready to commit to my to these things like this is what self-love is though self-love is more than just bathing yourself it's more than just cooking food for yourself it's has more to a lot of it all boils down to what will you do in a situation where you have to put yourself first and your needs first and yeah it's, it's not easy it really isn't but, um, yeah, I grew up in a very, uh, yeah, very strict, my people were conservatives and one mind way, there's only one mind way and it's either their way or no way. So that was that. When was the first time you've ever felt like a woman? Hmm. I first felt like a woman when I first had my baby. Oh no, keynote. Oh no, I'm. I'm not. I. I this. That's not my story. I'm just giving an example, or I'm doing a monologue. But it might sound cheap and corny. But hey, look. When's the first time you had? What's the first time you felt like a woman? Well, I first felt like a woman when I first had my baby. And yes, now I've dedicated my life to um, all of my, my six kids. And they're amazing. I love being a mother. And sadly, I never really got to experience the life that I've always wanted to. I cut my mother off. And um, I mean, I love my kids. I put my life on a line. For my children. And that's when I first felt like a woman. And if that's your definition of what feeling, I mean, when you first felt like a woman and that's what that meant to you, kudos to you. For me, I, I'm not with that because I just felt like there's so much. I feel like a lot of people feel this way in today's day and age. I feel like being a woman or growing into a person if you don't identify as a woman but growing into a person I think for me that would be I remember listening to I think four years ago in 2017 I was listening to Princess Nokia's podcast and she talked about when she first felt like a woman 
it was the time when she bought her, I can't remember word for word. <laughs> that was many years ago, but I think she said something along the lines of buying her first sofa or her refrigerator. That's when she felt like a woman. And at the time I was like, like I get it, but I didn't get it. I'm like, I had to ask my sister. I was like, you got what she meant? Like, I kind of get it. Like, she felt empowered. That was like her first step to, I guess, freedom. I'm not sure. But I, I like, I was like, mm, I don't know. But now I definitely understand. And I think a lot of that has to do, a lot, a lot of the things, um, especially if you were raised in a house, like your parents aren't even from this country or from United States. Um, as mine were, weren't, my bad, as they weren't. So it's like foreigners and their kids, their relationship with their children, they see their children as an investment. They see their children as someone that needs to follow everything that I build my life and my, my, my entire, um, Meaning to life, I I have my I send that to my children. I project that onto them, and they have to accept it, love it or not. They have to accept that reality, because that's my reality. I haven't I didn't choose it. I didn't choose a religion. I'm, I'm talking, um, in the uh, in the perspective of a parent, mainly foreign parents, and. It it sucks. <laughs> it sucks because it's like that's not what I want. And if I speak on it, it's an issue. Independence to me is so important. Even though I understand that as a human being, we're all dependent on someone, some entity of some connection. We're all dependent because we're all on this earth. But I think personal independence is important to me because I felt like at a young age, I needed space. I needed space for myself. I needed my visions to be seen and I needed my thoughts to be heard. And there was literally no way that I was going to do that for myself and have my people see that for me. So the only way out was the only way um, well, for them was uh, marriage. And I'm like, that's so stupid because like, well, in my opinion, they don't think it's stupid. That's fine. But to me, I thought that was dumb because it wasn't in accordance with um, my soul's purpose, my soul's alignment. I just was like, that's not my direction. I'm not about to get married at 16, 17, 18, only to gain freedom and independence and autonomy that's just not how my reality is going to work and play out so I had to fight for my independence I had to fight as a woman growing into womanhood was a tough one because I been through so many experiences that I hated I hated those experiences because I felt like I didn't have to go through those things I didn't have to be someone in order for them to like me. I didn't have to go through 
um, certain encounters, certain encounters. I didn't have to, um, yeah, I didn't have, I, I didn't have to have certain encounters to feel embraced and loved and seen by, um, some of my male counterparts at 19 and 20. And that is what this episode is going to be about. Cause I think that when we're young, we think we know everything. We think that we got the brains to math this <laughs> math problem out, but most times we don't. Most of the times it takes a lot of experiences and, and it takes a lot of lessons to be learned in order for us to finally get it so we don't have to experience these harsh and 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 brutal beatings, you know, life beatings. Like it just going through cruel breakups, going through um, domestic violence for some people, going through um, mental abuse and manipulation, being ghosted and and having a terrible sexual experience. It hurts that that has to be the case for some of us, male or female, and we judge ourselves too. We judge, like, after experiencing those things in the now, we still judge ourselves from the past and we belittle ourselves. Like, I noticed that a lot of people, when they get to a certain point in their lives, they look in their past and they be like, oh man, I was a fat ass. I was like, I was a dumb ass. I was this. I was that. I was a stupid ass. I was, like, That's a lot to say about yourself. Like, you're still speaking that. Like, well, um, I mean, we do that a lot. Like, we speak so negatively about ourselves and our past selves. The 14-year-old us. We tell ourselves that that was a stupid child that made stupid mistakes and stuff like that. But those mistakes were necessary. Those mistakes were had to be made in order for you to see and grow from those mistakes. They kind of sh- those mistakes shaped and mold the future of your freedom and and your way of being. Everyone's story is different, and and that just had to be the case for you. So I don't understand why we have to hate ourselves for being human beings. It's like we forget that aspect of life that it's okay to make mistakes. It it is oh it it is fine to make it's okay to be cringy like that's another thing like memes making fun of people um, cringy moments and stuff like that I really like I hate I hate the word cringy I don't hate it but I just hate like what the sentiment the the idea the 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 whole theme about being cringy I don't like that because it's like at the end of the day. We're, we're all cringy. We all do things that doesn't make sense to us or other people. Because sometimes we're like, we, I, I think that a lot of us don't really know what's ourselves. We don't really, are not really familiar with the, the core, the, the heart of us. We don't really understand why we do the things we do, why we laugh the way we, like, we don't understand that. Sometimes we don't have to understand that in order to 
get with ourselves in order to love ourselves more sometimes it's just it's the way we is i mean it, it is the way we is it is the yeah what it is the way we is yeah we it is the way we is so i think that cringiness shouldn't even exist like that word shouldn't even be because we're all cringy in some way some shape or form and yeah embrace your cringiness like i think there's a shadow of me that dislike those things and people okay let me be honest like because i i used to call people out for being cringy and stuff like that and then i see that now and i'm like okay that was a shadow a coin side of me that flipped the role in that situation because i was repressing i was repe- i was repressing a certain side of me that wanted to be seen in that way not in that way but wanted to be seen period but i was called out for my quote unquote cringiness or idiosyncrasy and people didn't like it i don't know i don't really really remember why this certain aspect of me was repressed but i know that it has linked to my childhood and probably at school a lot of us get made we get made fun of in school we get called names. We get called all kinds of stuff. We get bullied because of either how we look. As a child, as we how we look, how we talk, how we say things, um, where our parents came from, and things like that. And so we just bully. We just bully ourselves. We bully other people. We bully ourselves, and we just hate on ourselves. And then we carry that same energy that same narrative of ourselves and our stories as we get older so i got in a lot of messy situations when i was like 15 14 my formal years i just got in a lot of pretty messy uh, things encounters that made me very shame and embarrassed and i realized like that those moments kind of set the tone and the foundation for all the relations um for all the male counterparts that I <laughs> had dealt with in the past and I just no longer want to go through feeling like I can't trust someone enough I can't be with this person because I simply don't trust them I don't I don't want to go through that ever again. It hurts so much because it's like you can't trust them and what they say and what they believe in. It feels like there's always like an indicator there that's telling you not to trust them, but you ignore and abandon your own intuition only to want the approval of someone else that doesn't even, isn't even honest to you. So... Yeah. Relationships. And relationships, a lot of us play hard to get male or female, especially females, women. Some of us play hard to get because either because we were told 
that that was the only way that we can actually attract or get the guy that we're actually into. Or we find out that, yeah, pretty much the same thing. We find out this is the only, this is the necessary and only important and valuable way for men to see us and to want to be attached to us and our in our energy and whatever. And I'm just like, I never really was with that. And I understand now as I'm old, as I'm getting older, I'm understanding like, I think the thing is when I'm not prepared to talk about this, but this was like an idea I had of why uh, we act that way when we're into someone. Like we're not honest about, excuse me. We're not honest with ourselves. To say that you're actually into someone, it takes a lot of balls to do that without trying to play games, without trying to manipulate them. To seem like you don't want them when really that is that is the goal. So you have to you have to do manipulative things in order to gain what you want from this person. Love, attention, and maybe acceptance, validation and whatever. I'm not, I was never with that. Like I, I wasn't raised that way either. I wasn't raised, like I didn't have a mother telling me like, you have to, like I hear a lot of stories like that, but that wasn't my story. But when I got older and I started to talk to other women and whatever, I need to stop saying whatever. I started talking to other women. They would tell me things like this. They would tell me you have to play hard. You have to play hard to get an order for the dude or the guy, whatever. I keep saying whatever, so that he can see you. And so that is an issue within itself. I have to do a certain something in order for me to, so that I can gain this attraction. I can gain this whatever ulterior motives you're trying to gain. And it never really goes well because you're not being honest with yourself. That's my conclusion to um, why people try to play hard to get and wind up failing at it. And it's uncomfortable. Like, oh, I'm not going to text this person or not going to call this person because I have to play and act. And that's not who I that's not who I really am. But I'm doing this so this guy can really get into me. But you don't have if, if that was. So if you were in alignment with your um, values and your morals, you wouldn't have to be in the position to actually manipulate someone's trust or someone's time in order to get with this person in the first place. Because that person would already, no one would have to try to do anything. You wouldn't have to try to put on an act and be this unavailable and play hard to get person and the guy that is chasing you wouldn't have to chase you because you don't have to work so hard for what is already yours and that's just the law of the universe that's a lot so that's my take on that and it's starting to all make sense to me i met one person in my life that i'm a friend that got it and she was saying the same thing and i was just like yes i don't get it that's because we kind of like operate the same way like 
we're both open-minded. We're both, at the time, we both were pretty much into the same practice. And we just, like, agreed on a lot of things. That was one of the things we also agreed on. It just didn't make sense. It wasn't natural. Like, it wasn't. You see, there's anything else that I want to mention. So we're going to so I hope you like this episode. Um, I hope you take something from this and see you soon. Goodbye.